0: Hey, it's Billy Hollowell and Lucas Miles as always here for our Episode 4 Vindication Podcast Recap. How you doing, Lucas? I am doing well. and I'm excited to talk about this episode. I got to tell you. I uh, I am too because I'm I'm so invested in these characters. Now I need to know what's going to happen. And the one thing that Vindication does a really good job of is every episode kind of ends and you're like, "Wait, what?" Like, what's going to happen? You know, you're just kind of like waiting for that next thing. And, of course, our last episode of the show, we talked a little bit about Doris. Not much because there wasn't a lot to talk about. But this episode, Becky finally tells her husband, she finally tells Sergeant Travis about Doris. And what was your – what did you think he was going to do when she finally told him? (laughs)
1: Like, I, yeah, especially like how she told him while they're like just laying in bed and she's like – you know, not really responding to anything he's saying. And then, uh, you know, she's like, I went to jail. I met your mother, you know, sort of deal. I mean, he's
0: like, I'm going to go to a clam bake tomorrow and then I'm going to, like. he's like going through his whole list of things. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, by the way, I've been hanging out with your mom.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it had to have been quite a shock for him. Um, but, uh, I mean, for what it is, I think he took it fairly well with the shock of it. um, but yeah, I don't trust her. I'm on Team Travis. I don't trust, I don't trust Doris.
0: So here's yeah, I have a lot to say about Doris. Cause once again, I'm with you. And there's there's a lot of twists and turns in the Vindication storytelling. And so I don't know what to think. But we have both been on the same team, and and that team is Doris is sly. Something might yes. be up with Doris. And I have nothing to I don't know. Just like all of you, by the way, I just want the audience to know this. We have only seen through episode four so we don't know we don't know any of the the secrets okay um having said that what it was interesting he said to his wife right so, so Travis is like look Becky she's gonna ask you for something and of course Becky's like she hasn't asked me for a thing and he's like but she will and he corrects himself because he's like when she asks you your answer is and he's like no no, no. our answer is right. no and I found it interesting because of course, Doris does make a request of her, right? But what did you what did you think about that request?
1: Well, I thought the foreshadowing when then he says, could you turn off the light? And she says no. And I saw that as sort of this foreshadowing that she was going to not comply with the request that he had. And so, of course, then that sort of like works its way into all of a sudden now. You know, Doris has got, hey, could you do me this one solid here? I got a favor. Um, and, you know, who knows? I mean, this it's, it's not just like, can you go pick this thing up or can you mail this letter for me? It's now all of a sudden that there's an introduction of this new character. I think his name was Anthony, who is incarcerated, getting ready to get out. And Doris is saying he needs a place to stay. That's a big ask.
0: But she's also been transferring money, and it's unclear. It doesn't seem like Doris – I guess we don't really know. Did we ever see Doris asking her for the money? I don't think she ever did, but she was giving her money in her account, and she was transferring – so Becky was giving her money. She's transferring money over to this guy, and it's interesting that Becky continues to give her the money, and, and we could talk about that. But I thought with the lights, that was really interesting – And actually, we don't really know if she's being fully compliant either because I don't know with what her husband wants because she calls him, but we don't hear the whole conversation. Like, who knows what Travis actually knows about this guy and Doris's request, right? Did she tell him, oh, I met this guy and he needs help? Did you you know in my ministry? Did she? I don't know. I I mean, for all we know,
1: know, Travis could have arrested him.
0: That's a really good point because she wouldn't know every single person her husband's arrested, yeah, and, and, right? And
1: again, to to reiterate, we've only seen through this episode, so this is not anything that we have knowledge of, but that would be an interesting situation if that was a – I could see this being kind of a fan theory here that develops.
0: Well, and here's here's what really freaked me out about Doris this time. She tried to trick Becky to get her son's number, right? The phone number. Yeah. Like, if you give me his number, I'll call him. I thought that was a little – yeah, you could say, "Oh, it's a little cute." She's trying to talk, but I thought it was a little manipulative. But then she looks at her phone. Yeah, she's, she's kind, kind of, of like peering over, over the top. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's like her creepy smirk, right? That you couldn't make. I don't know. That's
1: like what you did in seventh grade when you didn't know the answer to a math quiz. You know, you're <laughs> that's what you did in seventh grade when you didn't know the an answer. To <laughs> that's probably the rest, true. The rest of us didn't <laughs> cheat.
0: Um, but no, a hundred, a hundred percent. Like it, it's definitely, it's definitely strange. Okay, so so Doris is. St- we're still on team. Doris is sketchy.
1: Right, Team Doris is sketchy for okay. sure, for sure. All right, I, I also I also want to talk about this little like romance thing at the office because I find this okay. interesting here. So yes, you have you have um, uh, Hannah and Kevin and sort of sort of struck up this relationship and we saw that develop a little bit, um, but there's also this this tight you know kind of closeness between Kevin and Chris. Which Hannah is becoming increasingly uncomfortable, you know, to the point to where it became an altercation, you know, really at the police station between Hannah and Chris. And it's funny to me because Kevin, like, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily look like the ladies' man, but he's the ladies' man. I mean, so
0: (laughs) well. And by the way, who's gonna mess with Chris? I'm afraid of Chris. I mean, like, I don't understand why Hannah thought she could mess with her. But the thing is, when I look at this whole thing, it seems like. He had interest in Chris first, right? Obviously, we saw that in previous episodes. He probably assumed Chris wasn't interested in him. So he strikes up this other relationship because once Hannah tells him, hey, Chris is crazy about you at the end. Oh, you saw that on look, his look his in his face, eyes. Yeah, he's he
1: like, whoa, wait a minute here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where that's going to go. But I also wonder if Chris is going to get in trouble because of like workplace rules and stuff. I don't know. And she's a superior. So I was kind of thinking about that, like and wondering – Did you think there could be any issue there or no? Am I just reading into that?
1: You've worked in a lot of corporate settings. So you have all these HR principles, uh, you know, drilled in your head. Uh, You know, I don't know if in TV world, if that's going to come into play or not. It very well could. It very well could. And so, and I'm also curious about Kevin in terms of, you know, like, you know, just what are his intentions? You know, is he a guy that we can really trust? Is he a guy that, and not that he's nefarious in this, but, you know, Um, it, you know, handling, he's got these two potentially, you know, uh, two potential relationships here and how is he going to handle, you know, each of those ladies' hearts through this situation and that work, it's kind of yet to be seen.
0: Well, yeah, good, very good point. And I think we'll have to we'll have to see kind of where where that all shakes out and where that goes. But he also was like kind of doing off the books things for for Chris, right? Like or doing things that maybe weren't protocol. Remember he right. this wasn't in this episode, but he like went created that Facebook profile or whatever. So Yeah, who knows? Maybe that's where some trouble. I'm just. I feel like there's going to be a fire there. I just there's like little sparks right now. Something's going to happen.
1: Well, yeah. Just I guess to transition, the other thing that's developing there is you have the situation with um what was it the gal uh, Brady that came in to talk to Chris about you know feeling like there was sort of some Mm. um you know improper. Maybe language or relationships or gestures or whatnot in the workplace. We don't know really with who yet. Um, and, you know, Chris gave her some good advice, obviously tried to kind of figure out who this was so she could help her as best she could, seemed very sincere in that. And then, you know, towards the end of the episode, we have this conversation with uh, uh, is it Tomlinson, who comes in to talk to Chris. And almost has sort of this, I mean, I think he literally uses the term, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know, sort of language. And so I know you and I were talking offline of could this be the, the situation that Brady was talking about, you know, that's starting to develop now towards Chris.
0: Yeah, no, that's, and that's the thing, you know, as, as Chris is asking that initial question of Brady, right, where she's saying, okay, who was this? And she won't, she won't say it. I thought that was very interesting because it makes you wonder, okay, is that, is it Tomlinson? And that's why she's afraid she doesn't want to lose her job either. But now you're kind of trying to figure out, okay, where is this going to lead? Chris. She has a bunch of decisions to make, right? Is, is she reading into what he's saying? It definitely felt uncomfortable. It definitely felt like there was something else maybe going on there, and he left it open enough where he could pro- try to protect himself if she comes out and says, oh, he tried to do this, but yet obvious enough where it sent that that message to her. So that was... That was kind of a, a little bit of a of a surprise, but I think we're sort of being led to not like Tomlinson very much anyway, based on the fact that Travis is awesome and they have this rivalry, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the other thing that we had going on in this episode, which, which you know, I thought it was very interesting, kind of how they handled it, was this this sort of conversation on on race. And so obviously this is pulled right from kind of headlines and culture and and a lot of conversations that people are having today. Uh, But with Travis hiring um, this this new uh, detective, um, Trey, who joins the police force, who is, who is a a black man. And, and, you know, which I think Travis is hoping a very good football player as well, because he asked him about that (laughs) so they could win the game. And, you know, I just thought um, that, you know, I, I like the show Chicago PD. I've kind of watched that periodically, you know, when there's nothing else on. And I think I told you this offline that I think that, you know, um, Vindication is just a, it's, it's really just a great alternative to a show like that. If you don't want to see the blood and guts of every murder scene or, you know, have maybe the scenes go too far, you know, where you can't sit and watch it with your whole family. This show really has a lot of the same character development. It deals with a lot of the same issues, pulling things out of the headlines, uh, but they're dealing in a way, you know, really from a biblical worldview. And although they didn't give us this definitive answer on, you know, this conversation about uh, racism and and how do we handle this and everything else, I thought they teed it up very well by kind of showing two, uh, opposing views that were trying to understand each other um, and and br- both brought up some great points that I think that if, if everybody in the nation was asking questions like this it would really help the dialogue move forward.
0: Well, and they didn't get into an argument. They just spoke, right? They talked about it. And I think there was another element to this and it's more of a human nature element. This Mr. Carlson, yes. who obviously seems like kind of a jerk. Um, you know, Mr. Carlson is perceived to be a racist and there's a lot of different elements there. But when he starts to tell his story about this friend who he lost who, you know, in the military who essentially um you know, it was it was an African-American friend who then having lost that friend, it it kind of created in Eugene him, I think was his name. Eugene, yeah. yes. It sort of created this this inability to interact with People who looked different from him. And obviously, there's no excuse for that. But him sharing it, it sort of reminds you that people have all sorts of experiences and things going on in them that impact how they behave and what's going on with them. And so, you know, it, when you know those things, it actually helps you intervene to improve, right? It helps you intervene to help um, those people move on from, from those sinful natures and those things that they, that they should not have as part of them. So I just thought that was kind of like a a fascinating moment of, wow, you don't really know what's going on in people's minds or their hearts, right? When they have these certain behaviors sometimes.
1: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I I thought they handled that very, very well, gives families a lot of great discussion points and, you know, definitely excited to see where this goes. Uh, With the addition of Trey to the team and uh, certainly, you know, upped up the uh, I think the credibility of Travis's workforce with a real, you know, solid detective now on his team.
0: Yeah, like he knows how to he knows how to read tire marks and stuff. I mean, who knew? So, oh, by the way, with Trey and this is and this is important, real life T.C. Stallings, the actor who plays Trey, was a football star, a professional football player before he was an actor. So it's I just didn't funny. know that. That's yeah, interesting. Look at that fun, cool. fun fact for the audience. All right. So having said that, next week on Wednesday, you will be able to tune in and you will be able to watch another episode of Vindication. We will be back with another episode of the Vindination podcast to discuss it all. Thanks again, Lucas, for joining me today. Absolutely. Can't wait for next week. See you guys next week.